slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Best Moment. I am Keith Skopinich, along with my two fabulous hosts, Phoebe Matana and Andrew Harris. Guys, today we're going to break down the Super Bowl, a little Roa doll story, and some other Super Bowl commercials. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just start with the Super Bowl. What were your guys' initial impression of Rihanna's performance? Oh, Rihanna's performance. Here's what I will say. It was, I've, it has never been so evident what a pop queen she is when she goes through those hits. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. you really have dominated the pop scene in some way for the last 15 years. I, I have to say, too, I really enjoyed the, um, the scaled back stagecraft uh, of it. I thought it was very, it was very effective and very simple. And I guess... A lot of the reason they had the like floating platforms was to help protect the uh, the grass on the field because with real grass and they were already like I think one of the halftime stories was talking about oh the fields are getting real chewed up and so like a big part of why they had those was to um, protect the grass but I thought it looked really cool I'm not the biggest Rihanna fan I don't dislike her but it's just not like my cup of tea you know what I mean um, but you know the familiar hits I, I really enjoyed and. I, w- I have to say, like, I was terrified that she was going to fall off. You know, like, I was like, oh, this is dangerous. And then, of course, you know, the people I was watching it with, we sat there and we were like, wait, is she pregnant? What's going on? Like, we, yeah. but it was guys. So, like, we couldn't figure it out. You know what I, I lo- mean? We're I just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I actually feel like you were mentioning the field. I also feel like part of the reason that they did the platforms was because she was pregnant, she couldn't do a lot of the choreo. And the platforms are kind of, not a gimmick, but they, you know, create a dynamic performance without her having to do this backbreaking choreo that she clearly can't do because she's clearly pregnant. Well, yeah, yeah, and they weren't going to be able to roll in a giant, you know, fire-breathing golden lion like they did for Katy Perry. But to my mind, I kind of want to know what happened to that lion because I would like it for my own personal use. Um, I would like to make entrances on a giant golden lion. I mean, there are worse ways to make an entrance. Everyone fucking talks about that left shark, but the lion to me, that was just amazing. Roar. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the left shark. No, I honestly, though, Katy Perry's uh, performance was kind of meme worthy, which is why it's so remembered. Not even for oh, being yeah. like particularly good. It just had so many meme moments. Yeah. And the thing, I think what I liked about it, too, Again, because it had the the stagecraft was so scaled back, it was less self important. Like you look at some of the other ones, like I mean, Madonna, where she came in like fucking Cleopatra. Oh yeah, and um, what's the uh the one that did the power at the oh the Beyonce um you know, when, she, when they you know they literally blew out that they blew a fuse at the fucking Superdome Superdome. Um, yeah. so to have. And again, no disrespect to either either one of them. Both of those shows were great. But um, in terms of the optics, I liked the sort of scaled back optics. I thought I thought it was kind of kind of baller. 
Yeah. No, I totally hey, agree. I, I, I think I have the total opposite opinion. I was sort of bored by it. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, first of all, I have a couple different things that I need to discuss. How they kept promoting, like, how Rihanna's back. Rihanna's back. Rihanna's back. And then oh you God. find out she's pregnant and she's not going to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Well, that, um, that was my thing. Like, I didn't know she was gone. Again, like, it's I don't like follow Rihanna a whole lot, but I was like, oh, did she go? So, like, I didn't, I didn't understand <laughs> this. It's not my number one field. So, like, everyone's talking about ASAP Rocky, and I was like, did he perform? I didn't see any other performers. Like, usually they have some other people hop on and and do it. You know, like uh, Beyonce had some right. Destiny's Child folks. And I, that's the thing, though. I will say, I, I was actually really glad that there were no cameos no random people popping in and obviously it does make it quote-unquote more boring but it also meant that she could she could do her song with Kanye without actually having Kanye and having to have that whole situation and she could still perform a lot of her you know her hits in like this weird mishmash without it actually being about those other artists and more about her work specifically which I thought was really nice this would 100% be a different episode if Kanye had performed. You're totally <laughs> you right. know what I mean? For sure. But, yeah, the point I is mean. Like, but the point is like, you know, they're bangers. And it was a big part of her career. These, uh, especially these like cameos or features on other songs. It's a huge part of her career. So to not sing those, I'm thinking like all the lights, you know, to not sing those songs would right. be not an accurate portrayal of everything that she's done however when some of these people are problematic it does raise a question of do you perform these do you not where do you draw the line and the answer is there that's where the line is i'm gonna do my part and that's it my my favorite comment that i saw on that on the lack of the cameos was like it was a real missed opportunity not to have andy samberg there as shy ronnie (laughs) (laughs) that is the best take ever if you haven't seen the Shirani uh, and Rihanna videos from SNL, go on YouTube and do yourself a favor. They're very funny. Well, that's- yeah, I mean, I, f- I felt like it was just she wasn't really moving. It was just like she was just standing in one place the whole time. I, I just, you know, the, the I think the highlight for me was there's one point where she like turns around and she puts her hand in her ass crack yeah. and tries to look <laughs> seductive. And I'm just like, this is an awkward it's like the only thing I remember that she did during the performance. So, Keith, I, I have to say, again, because me and the friend that I was watching, it were just like two dumb guys. I was like, why isn't she moving? It wasn't until after the Super Bowl when I read some commentary that it was like, what did you expect her to do? She's pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, right. And also, like, visibly pregnant. And, you know, if you're visibly pregnant, that means you're more pregnant than not. Um, right. It's a dumb way of putting it, but you understand what I mean. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you're you're more than halfway there if you're if you're that visible. Wow, your understanding of of the female anatomy is astounding. More pregnant Andrew than not. Thinks if you're four, Andrew thinks if you're four months pregnant, you're only fifty percent pregnant. <laughs> That's how that works. Right? only half Five, pregnant. You're really pregnant for ten months, and the nine months thing is a lie. I do know that. I do know that. <laughs> also. Also, I also know that more often than not, first babies are born later than second babies, and second babies tend to be born on the earlier side of the scale, so she could be extra uh, more pregnant than not. So, <laughs> Wow. I think the, during the Super Bowl, though, it was like I was here with like a bunch of ladies, and I'm just like watching the game, and I'm like, 
watching the Super Bowl performance, I'm like, I can't really say anything about this, but I am thinking it the whole time. Is she pregnant? <laughs> like, I don't want to be like mean to the ladies in the room, but I'm like, I don't know That's what to I say. Know. Like, is she pregnant? <laughs> That's how you I know you're a dude because I watched, I watched it immediately. I was like, oh my god, she's pregnant. <laughs> like it took me barely. I barely even needed a second. I just saw the belly poking out in the way that like Beyonce had done originally where like you're kind of advertising your pregnancy rather than making it a thing to be ashamed of that you're going to hide, which I think is really cool. Obviously Beyonce did it first, but how funny would it have been though if she'd come up on stage just holding a paper bag of groceries, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Elaine from the inside felt. I, I feel like her, her wardrobe sort of hedged the fact that she was pregnant. Like it was very baggy and loose and like, I mean, it wasn't so obvious. Like, here's here's the thing. So it's it's one of those things where you're I on the agree, subway, right? Again, you're on the subway. Yeah. You see someone who might be pregnant. You want to offer your seat, but you're like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to ignore the situation. I, I disagree. <laughs> I think she was wearing a baggy shirt, but she was wearing old. a tight shirt underneath. I thought it was pretty obvious. And she was more pregnant than the people that you're talking about on the subway where you see it. And you're like, I don't know whether to offer it because I don't want to be rude. <laughs> But she was visibly pregnant. I'm just going to put that out there. I think it was pretty obvious. Keith, next year, if I'm still living in New York, you're more than welcome to come over to my house and you can watch the Super Bowl with the dum-dums that I watch it with and we can just be all dumb together. And then Phoebe can come back and set us all straight. In fact, Phoebe, if you want to come, Phoebe, you can. I would invite you to only observe and maybe take notes if you have any. Um, not the best, Not the best venue for active notes. Um, Andrew, here's the thing. I would like an invite to your Super Bowl commercial that I can then politely decline. My Super Bowl commercial? Oh, sorry. Your Super Bowl party. I don't oh, know why I said commercial. Like... I was like, I don't know why that happened. My All brain right, is cool. Obviously... If I ever produce a Super Bowl commercial, I'll just scratch Phoebe's name off the list. Not <laughs> no, considered. If you, if you have a Super Bowl commercial, please cast me. Phoebe is too good for Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> I don't know. My brain is just... Uh, I, I was telling I was telling them before we logged on. I went to see Emily, the Emily Bronte movie, and it really messed me up today. So I'm in a mood. Phoebe was. Uh, I think we should call her Hurricane Phoebe <laughs> because when yeah. she came in, she was. <laughs> there was a lot the of there was a lot of like things going in and out of ears, tugging of microphones. All there was a long, very scattershot monologue about something <laughs> or other, and then she went away. And then she came back. There was a lot going on before we signed. You up. guys make me sound like a crazy, <laughs> crazy human, which I am. But you're not supposed to reveal it to everyone else. If we had been rec- <laughs> if we had been recording your sign-ons plural, I, they would see you. You would see it. Thank I know God who I this am, is not Andrew. one of those podcasts where we show where we show the video of what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna had another <laughs> interesting moment after the Super Bowl, and it was after there was a photo shoot with her and Aesop Rocky, and she posted on Instagram the photos and with their son, and she said her son was fine. A lot of people are very up in arms about that. <laughs> They're like, cute, adorable, all good words. Fine is a weird thing for a mom to be calling their son. And she went double down. She commented AF <laughs> after that. <laughs> so that's one hot baby. <laughs> so he's, he's fine as fuck. I... 
Rihanna, from what I know of Rihanna, though, like she's just very like my son is fine. You know what I mean? Like it's like I don't I don't think she's gonna. It's fine. He's fine. I agree with Rihanna. I like her style. Again, not my not my cup of tea, but I, I dig it. I dig the vibe that she's given off. She's not here for she's not here for your bullshit. That's it. She does what she wants. Yeah. She'll say what she wants, I, I, and you can take it or leave it. Yeah, I think people are reading too much into it. People are just like, oh, like there's like some weird overtones there. It's like she's just being on the internet. You don't say. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Yeah. Here, here, where we literally have a podcast where we dissect literally those things. <laughs> you think it, you think it might be overanalyzed? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, we but are part of the problem, guys. Oh yeah, but you know, okay it's fun. It so let, let's have at it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ready to move on to commercials? No. Yeah, let's oh, do it. Keith, Keith didn't seem like he was ready to move on to commercials. No, I was. I was actually going to throw to to commercials. Actually, oh, we were just okay. on the same page. We just, we just had Not a sad commercials. We don't. This podcast doesn't have commercials, so you don't have to worry about that. No one's going to try to get you to try fresh direct or whatever the fuck. Phoebe, if you steal the hosting duties, I have no part in the show. That's why I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do my job. I'm sorry. Smack your hand. <laughs> wow. Okay. You haven't been this first... assertive since you wanted to throw Edie to the wolves. <laughs> yeah. And here no I one am, knows like, that. Oh. No one knows about that. <laughs> I felt bad for a second, but now I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> for a moment i was like oh i'm so sorry i'm taking keith's keith's role i don't want to do that and then you're like i'll smack you your hand away and i was like well you know what <laughs> fuck you too all right so next year at the super bowl phoebe i probably best if you don't come we're just gonna have <laughs> dumb dumb times over here at my house and you know we'll invite you over for uh, uh for the for the sack awards um okay speaking of dumb dumb times shall we talk about the super bowl commercials Ugh. Doing it again. What, a, <laughs> what has happened? How are the mighty fallen? I'm so disappointed. It's okay. I I just have some macro thoughts on it. I just what the fuck? These they're just random, meaningless. They're, they're just like, and they can be for anything. And is that is that the is that the marketing tactic? Here's a bunch of random bullshit. Nothing. Pfizer for you and everyone. What the fuck? I don't know. I'm sorry. I it really. I just feel like the golden age of Budweiser is those days are gone. You know what I mean? I, yeah. And I also feel like a lot of it was super fan servicey without it actually being good. Like there was the breaking bad commercial for the popcorn chips. Um, and then there were like the Netflix GM electric vehicles commercial, which was also like weird. And they were just like, Oh, we're just going to do a stranger things thing and a walking dead and a, all these weird little, uh, Squid Game. We're like, oh, we're just going to advertise our shows in a weird fan servicey way that doesn't actually that doesn't do make, the service. That doesn't yeah. do the service. They, the one I did felt like lazy. Though, Ooh, they they felt lazy. The only yeah. one that I was like, this is, I don't know what this is. Was the Adam Driver Squarespace commercial? Do you know what I'm talking about? One. No. The one where it was like Adam Driver's like Squarespace. It was like it felt like you were tripping watching this commercial. Um, where Adam Driver is like Square, Squarespace is a website that creates websites. And it's just this weird, trippy commercial. Do you right. remember it now? Is it coming back yeah. to you? Yeah. And like, 
Yeah, and then he, he is like multiple clones surrounding yeah. him of himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was so weird. It was like, did everything everywhere all at once have like a weird baby? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I thought it was so strange. <laughs> I vaguely remember multiple Adam drivers on my screen at one point, but I don't know. I was admittedly a little high uh, and um, <laughs> just kind of chowing down on some meatball sliders. Keith, there's meatball sliders at my Super Bowl party. Just FYI. Um, you know, if you, if you need, if you need further inducement to, uh, to change your plans for next year. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. I don't, cause I don't have cable anymore. You know, I stream everything and I try to get as many non-commercial, like I don't have commercials on my Hulu. Um I'm trying to think. I don't think I have a whole lot of commercial. Like maybe the, the, on Amazon, they'll advertise something beforehand or something. But it's for it's for Amazon. It's not like a commercial commercial. Yeah. So like seeing the state the commercials are in right now. Can you imagine being an actor going in? What's this for? It doesn't matter. Uh, what what am I doing? It doesn't matter. Just say these words. Okay. Yeah. It, but, uh, they feel totally random. That's how I felt about the T-Mobile commercial, the one with um, Zach Braff and Donald Faison and John Travolta. Doing oh the Grease commercial—that was the most bizarre, yeah. random right. thing. So I—I I don't want to talk too. Why am I talking quietly? Like someone's going to hear me. I'm, I'm literally going to make people I work with listen to this. But um, the next morning at our morning meeting, and they also, oh, what did you like about the Super Bowl? And one guy goes, John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I had to turn off my camera. I died. I was like, "What the fuck?" That was your highlight. That was first of all for me. I was like, "Oh, this is creepy. I don't like this." Um, but I was like, he, "He like he did it like he was announcing him like coming out on stage right then and there or something." Oh my god! Yeah, like here's John Travolta on Zoom with us. Yeah, <laughs> say hi. He's gonna give us some morning motivation for the week. Hey guys, <laughs> me. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, any others that came to mind? I just want to say that I feel like with these TV shows that they're incorporating into commercials, couldn't they do like more topical TV shows? Like, True. like Breaking Bad's been done for a while. Like, can we move past this? Like, it's been done. Like well, we're and, good. And that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna do like an iconic TV show, it just feels weird to do one that went off the air like five years ago. They did right. a they did a clueless thing though, too. They with Cher mm. from Clueless. So that that I get. Like that that more of the vibe, like like that well, was a, a big deal throwback. a couple of years ago. Like, you know, they were doing those the do those like reunions. Um like the the um the uh, was it the Katie Couric and um, Bryant Gumble, you know, of like what is internet, you know what I mean? And in the yeah. the BMW electric car, I remember that one, and I think Old Davy, I think launched one during one year where it was like they had like the Griswolds, you know, it was like Chevy Chase and Angela or Beverly D'Angelo, you know, all together. But it was like it was like cool, but you know, El Camino just came out like six minutes ago, you know, or Better Call Saul. Right? Yeah. Can you do better Cole Saul? I mean, why not him? Uh, it's not as it's big, still... though. They're trying to reach it's... as many audiences as possible. I think the the more of the issue I had was with what Andrew had an issue with was it has nothing to... It's just so... It all feels so random and unfocused. Right. Phoebe, 
I think yes. the second the second the second biggest crestfallenness I've seen on Keith's face was your dismissal of Better Call Saul. <laughs> I guess I'm just roasting Keith tonight. I, no, no, I'm kind of roasting you, poor Keith. Uh, you know he puts he does a he does the lion's share of the work for us on this show, and you're just shitting all over. <laughs> Can we remember that we started this episode calling me out? This is what happens when you slap Phoebe's hand. The hand smacks back. (laughs) Damn straight. (laughs) That'll teach him. Is there any other commercials you guys want to hit on? Uh, I had a couple that I thought were mention worthy. Uh, There was the Tubi ad that felt like Someone had accidentally yes. hit the remote. Very Andy Kaufman esque. Yeah. And the the Maya Rudolph M and M's commercials, which I was like, "Are you apologize? Is M and M's apologizing for the conservative backlash to M and M's? Is that what this ad is? I didn't understand what was going on there. I think it was like a because you did you see the other M M&M ads where they were kind of like M and M's are now separate from M and M's, but they were still in the commercial where it was supposed to be like in response to. It was all very meta. I think they're kind of going through this weird thing where we're going to, quote unquote, pretend to, you know, not agree, uh, to give in to these super uh, right wing conservatives. And then they're like, just kidding. I don't know. Does does M&M's even need to? It's just they're fucking, they're M&M's. Everyone knows. I don't know. Avocados (laughs) from Mexico advertising every year. (laughs) So, who really needs to advertise? Yeah, what, what is that? Have, what do you have to what say about that? that? What's the deal with Why? that? What, what is the deal with avocados from Mexico? Why? What the fuck? It's because California has a drought and they can't fucking grow avocados. So, the avocado growers are like, shit, why are these ones from Mexico? I don't know. It's not like I'm going to Mexico to buy my avocados. I go to the fucking grocery store. I don't care where it comes from. That's what I'm saying. It feels so weird, but every year they have a Super Bowl commercial. And I'm like, does this change anything? No, I'm still just going to go and buy it from my like bodega cart outside my apartment. <laughs> like, I don't know avocados where they come from, from Mexico. Avocados are, must be a big business to get a Super Bowl ad. Like, I mean, that's yeah. pretty, pretty expensive. Well, avocados are huge business. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one other thing I want to hit on non-Super Bowl related. And it's actually um, about <laughs> completely different subject matter. It's about Roa Dahl. Um, and how they're censoring his books. Did I just totally butcher that? Is that what you're laughing at, Andrew? How do you, how do you, Phoebe, can you say it, please? I thought it was Roald Dahl. Uh, Yeah, it's like Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl, yeah. Roald Dahl. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've heard, I listened to a couple of YouTube clips, and it's been said differently, so I'm not sure. Really? So, Roald? It's Roald Dahl? Yeah, I've heard Roald Dahl. We might have been lied to our entire lives. First of all, no one's lying to you. Your elementary school librarian is like, this is James and the Giant Peach by Raul Dow. You know, and then they go, they don't fucking care. <laughs> it might be a New like York thing. They were intentionally Raul lied Dahl. to you. <laughs> <laughs> Dahl. We're going to talk about Raul Dahl. Raul Dahl. <laughs> James and the, and the Giant Jersey Peach. Peach. <laughs> yeah. Someone <laughs> left it on my doorstep and the cockroaches ate a big deal. <laughs> big friendly mafia boss. <laughs> So for those of you that don't know, uh, Dahl was a little bit racist, <laughs> and that was in some of his books. Um, he 
There's so the Oompa Loompas were originally an African pygmy tribe in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And that was something that was changed by an editor, I believe. But what they're currently doing is editing things out that are offensive for and trying to make it updated for modern times. Um, so like in the witches, they use the term old hags. And that's going to be replaced with old crows. Uh, <laughs> that's that's worse. That's, yeah. There's also a segment of uh, in the witches that goes, you can't go around pulling the hair of every lady you meet, even if she's wearing gloves, just you try and see what happens. They've changed that too. Besides, there are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs, and there is certainly nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, I don't know. They're doing a lot of weird changes. <laughs> and I don't know where you guys stand on it, um, whether you're pro some of the changes I just feel like um, write not. better. Just like make it better if you're going to change it. I, I honestly thought that the problems that were going to be brought up were going to be bigger problems. Agreed. Um, there, are, I mean, there are things that are worse than that. And I'm not sure it, what they've been changed to. Like in James and the Giant Peach, this is pretty bad. The, the grasshopper declares, I'd rather be fried alive and eaten by a Mexican. Oh, yeah, that's not great. So, yeah, so... Pretty pretty crazy wait, shit wait, in wait, there. What was but what was it changed to? It it, it doesn't say. I'm not oh, sure what okay. it was changed to. Um, this is a Time article, by the way. Yeah, no, this one seems like an obvious. That one seems like we should have cut that a while ago. <laughs> I, I, my my thing is like, <laughs> I'm at this weird crossroads where it's like, I think like it should be left alone, but a part of me is like, if you leave it alone, you're leaving racism in the book. So it's sort of like, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling between the two i'm not sure exactly where i land on it well, to be perfectly I, honest with you. i kind of like what they're doing with the old warner brothers cartoons which is like they put the the warning you know beforehand which is like this was made in a different era some things that you know may be considered offensive now that should have been considered offensive then i would maybe disclaim it because here's the thing there's a lot of stuff on that that i don't know that i would have picked up as judgmental towards a certain race the eaten you know the the cricket being eaten by a mexican thing all i'll say is is we all saw them eat crickets in mexico in milf manor <laughs> <laughs> i think it, i think using it as a derogatory m- m- remark is where it's well that's 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 bad. where i'm yeah the context is there but it feels weak in terms of it being derogatory I mean, it's always tricky whenever you talk about censoring books or changing things from their original context, only because where do you draw the line, right? At some point, you have to look at something like, look at Huck Finn, and inherently that book is racist. You know what I mean? If you change a few words and take out the N-word and things like that, it doesn't change the inherent nature of the book. It does change the hist- it does change the historical perspective of the book, though. Yes, which that's I think where you know school comes into play. You yeah. know what I mean? Like because it the 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 Twain books are excellent records, even though they're fictional, of life in the eighteen forties or eighteen whenever it was. It's post Civil War, right? Yeah, uh, they're mm-hmm. they're post Civil War life in the eighteen seventies, eighteen eighties. You know. Uh, South, yeah. um, but not because his books don't really focus a lot on like the politics and the turmoil. No, it's just sort of like the day to day lives. And like I read, the, I I recently reread Huck Finn, and I was like, Jesus, yeah, <laughs> a lot of N word. Um, you know, yeah, what a I lot mean? of N words. 
but at the same time because that's a book that historically you know is is read to or by young people you know there needs to be i think more of a of an emphasis on on applying the context to it you know what i mean as opposed to just saying well we see this so it's wrong like i mean you know when people complain about seeing nazis in movies well are they the villains you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they're the villains and we're and we're telling a story about the bad things that they did, then is Santa is is sanitizing that the best way to correct the actual history of what happened? Is that, yeah? I think that's what I'm getting at. I totally is sanitizing agree with you. fiction the best way to correct the errors of the past? And I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure that it is. I'm all for doing what we can to correct the errors of the past. Don't get me wrong. But trying to pretend like it didn't happen, that's the same thing as, you know, what DeSantis is doing with, you know, books about topics that he doesn't like. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. It's erasure. Yeah, it, 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 it is. And it's, yes, I think some of those things should be addressed. But I don't know that pretending like it never happened is the best way to go about it. Well, yeah, because it, in essence, is it's like it's robbing people of an opportunity to to learn about these things as well not to say that like everything should be done in that context and there aren't things that are you know past a certain threshold where you're like this is just harmful this is more harmful than it can be good and there are definitely things like that and they shouldn't be forgotten of course but at the same time yes censoring everything or changing it completely does run the risk of like you said like if you if you don't include, if you're like, we don't want to include Nazis, that's how, that's how you get more Holocaust deniers. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, <laughs> if you just if pretend he, like it never happened, that's yeah. how, that's how this, this whole breed of people is born. That's how art works. Art is a reaction to the, the action of the times. Uh, you know, um, how does the Roald Dahl uh, estate feel about this? Like, are they, do they need approval for it, Keith? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I'm so No, curious. the, I think the, um, it's the publishers that are working on that. The previously, uh, the Dahl estate issued an apology for his past, I guess, racist remarks about things. And I think a majority of people feel that it should just be met with a foreword about yeah. some of the language. I think that would be the, like like you're saying, Andrew, it's basically a disclaimer slash a way to contextualize it without not, you know, without not acknowledging what you're about to yeah. read so the forward sounds a- like a great idea acknowledge it yeah exactly a forward a forward like ag- acknowledge it and acknowledge that like yeah this book is 70 years old and we only thought to do this now because you, know, you can put in why you know what i mean like everyone's people are starting to wake up to a lot of the problems and attitudes that have allowed some systemic uh suppression of freedoms to exist for hundreds of years right well i can't wait for when they switch witches to bitches <laughs> and uh <laughs> that's worse I think, that might be more, I think it might be more fun <laughs> <laughs> oh, the kids are gonna be so woke <laughs> my mom I imagine they just me. got worse they got worse <laughs> james my mom, my and the giant asked, ass she was, <laughs> she was like she was like andrew I was having lunch with with the ladies, and I had to ask because I didn't know what is woke. Why is why are people so upset about it? <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it is an understanding that not everyone has been treated fairly, and that their perspectives and their histories 
have been drastically different um, than that of the predominantly, you know, white middle class of this country for so long. And really what it is is an understanding and a recognition of that um, and a respect uh, for people with different backgrounds um, for an, or, or, you know, creeds or, you know, sexual orientations or, or gender identity, what have you, just a simple respect and kindness for how they would like to move through the world. And it doesn't affect anyone at all. And I, I think, I think she understood it that way. Um, that's right. She, cause she talked about it in response to, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, response to the state of the union, um, who's, you know, the woke army is going to come and get you with what? Respect and kindness? Like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about about someone who needs a forward before you'd listen to her. We all we all need a contextual warning before Sarah fucking Huckabee Sanders opens her goddamn stupid mouth again. (laughs) Well, guys, I think this has been uh, Sarah B. Huckabee Sanders' worst moment as long as also, Andrew's mom's worst moment for not knowing no, what woke is. No, no, she My mom has <laughs> but she just didn't understand what the term meant. We love Andrew's also, mom. I almost got her. I almost got an entire episode without getting on my high horse, and I'm so pissed that I got on my high horse. <laughs> <laughs> I really dolls. Want to be even, get Roald Doll. Fuck Roald. Roald. <laughs> Guys. This has been another uh, episode of Not Your Best Moment. Thank you so much, and make sure you s- subscribe. I mean, that would really help us out. Leave a comment, leave a review our podcast. It really does help us out and helps us get more listeners. We appreciate it. Yeah, please. Leave, we need we need more reviews. Please leave reviews, positive ones only. Um, and smash that subscribe button. Smash, smash it. Smash, smash it. it. Smash it. Out, loop. Nip slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beef.